Welcome to Sticky Cues. I'm Aidy. And I'm Tom. We answer anonymous questions written on sticky notes from our real-life consent education classes. We'll talk about sex, relationships, consent, and help you to tackle those sticky questions from the young people in your life. Eddie, what has been on your mind this week? Uh, This week, I've been very impressed with my friend's internet curation for me. Friend's internet curation? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I have a rule for myself that I don't scroll social media. Hmm. And so my friends curate the internet by DMing me content. Uh, Right. So like sending memes? Yeah. That's what it's called yeah, <laughs> kids say uh, I'm showing all 38 of my years now uh, yeah there's been some really funny dog videos uh, this week yeah really really good and one one meme in particular which was just saying 90% of dog ownership is both of you following each other around wondering what the other one is eating and that just really rang true yeah that's good that's quite good <laughs> It's quite insightful. It was my reality. So are you ready for a question? Let's do it. Is it okay to try and recommend to my partner how to act around my parents? Um, It is super duper normal when you are, for example, having a partner meet friends, family, parents for the first time. It's normal to feel awkward and nervous because we've grown up in families where there are these unwritten rules about how you're meant to act and what you can and can't say, et cetera. And when we're introducing someone new, we're scared that because they don't know those rules, they're going to kick off fights or arguments or awkward situations in the family. Super normal. And I think that's okay to feel that and communicate that. The problem is when we start setting really firm rules and expectations around how someone can or can't act, we're starting to apply power to the relationship and that can cause some real problems. When someone doesn't feel like they can act or behave honestly and truly to themselves, they're now playing a game about trying to be what we want them to be, or they're trying to play catch up to our expectations and stereotypes. Um, And then that's where things can start to break down and, and it gets unsafe. Is it okay to recommend to your partner how to act to your parents? You can talk about your family dynamics. And I think you can talk about the way that your family was brought up and some of the little memes back and forth about how people act and talk. Um, I don't think it's okay to say you must act this way, you must talk this way, you cannot bring up these things. You can let them know that if they do, there's probably going to be some awkward moments or probably bring up a fight, but it's not okay to say you must do this or you must do that. That is where I would draw that line. Mm. So for me, this is a yes or no question. Mm. So your answer is, is it okay to try to recommend to your partner how to act around your parents? Yes. I think it is okay with consideration to not telling them you must do this or I'm angry with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a tough question and one that I'm excited to answer because I know that Eddie and I have slightly different takes on this and you'll get a good little, um, not argument, but robust discussion. (laughs) And we will deep dive into this a little bit more. Um, But if you're aware of why you're asking them to manage their behavior, and that it's just your family's way of doing things, it's not good or bad, um, I think it's okay to say, look, there are some concerns here. I'm nervous about this. Yeah. I yes, think I would say it's okay. 
great. I In certain conditions. No, I think I agree with you. Yeah. But let's dive a little deeper into yeah. some of the nuance that might come into play. That's our short answer. For some more context, stay tuned. Okay, so I think an, a really important part about relationships is that you can be vulnerable about what you're going through. If I'm experiencing nerves about my partner meeting my family for the first time, I think it's really important that I be able to to express that. And if it is because my partner, you know, uses certain language that my family doesn't, I should be able to say, oh, this is coming up for me. And they might be like, oh, do you want me to not say that? I'll give a, an explicit example here. So I grew up very, very religious. Um, I'm not anymore. One of those elements is what we might call blasphemy, which is where someone uses- Using the Lord's name in vain. I know all about it. I used to apologize to Jesus under my breath if I accidentally said his name. I think the first time I started blaspheming was probably two years ago. (laughs) And yeah, I left church yonks ago. It just was that deeply ingrained. But for example, certain family members would still find that very like deeply offensive. So if I'm bringing a partner home that's not religious, Mm. my mind instantly goes, it's super common- uh, vernacular to, go, to you know to say noises. things yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even want to do it on this podcast that's how <laughs> well much my fair body... like it's going hopefully global and... yeah true and I don't want to actually offend anyone that's not my intention um, but my concern would be that my partner might blaspheme just as part of their conversation mm. um, and it cause a lot of tension in my family now the truth of the matter is it probably doesn't bother my partner that much mm. it probably my parents friends family would stop thinking about it the day later the way it makes me feel I don't want to deal with. Mm, so I'm hoping to get my partner to not put me in a situation where I have to feel something. There is concern, obviously, for the relationship between a partner and parents and you know the impacts mm. there. But I think ultimately, and I would challenge most people to ask themselves this question, is it more that you don't want to feel a certain way when your partner does something that your family doesn't like mm. or your parents don't like? And I would I would argue that that's mainly the motivator for people. I don't disagree with you, actually. I know this is shocking to you, Mm -hmm. but I I think all of that is really valid. And we get variations on this question. And I think what makes me feel okay about this is that the question asker has said, is it okay to try and recommend? Yeah. They're not saying, I think my partner should do this, make them agree. Which the way they've asked this makes me think that they understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think they understand the kind of inherent power that is being used here when it's like. Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't feel right to ask someone to change their behavior. But I I think, yeah. And I actually think that in that context, partner and parents, you're setting both parties up to succeed. Mm. Presumably, you want a healthy and good relationship between those people, or at bare minimum, you want a civil relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want them to be able to coexist. If you are someone who has family in your life that you enjoy being around, you want that to be successful. So I think trying to recommend things that will make that easier and smoother, I don't think that's problematic. No. And especially when I think about this in a cultural context, if you are dating someone who's not from the culture that you're from, Mm. there's probably stuff that you might need to address because it's not going to be inherent for them. Like 
the way that you use language or the things that you wear that might seem culturally disrespectful in a different environment. And especially if it's some kind of family event and your partner probably wants to show up for you and and be respectful and they don't want to unintentionally Mm. do something. So in that way, I think it's actually perfectly fine. I think what you're alluding to, and sometimes we do get questions and we propose questions Mm. like this in our class that um, What's the one that we use in class? Is is it okay or not okay to tell your partner what to wear? Oh, yeah, to ask your partner to change what they're wearing to if you don't like it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's the statement that we use that generates robust discussion, as you put it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think outside of a cultural context, that's very murky ground for me, especially because it's phrased as tell your partner what to wear. Yeah. And you just answered that question in a really balanced way that sort of covered all bases. That was hopefully like, that was helpful for people listening. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But yeah, it's it's like you said, where it crosses that line into I'm insisting you do this thing and it doesn't feel like freely given consent. Like if your partner's like, well, I'm not actually comfortable wearing this thing that you've asked me to wear or I'm not comfortable in saying that I believe in this person's politics, but they might be willing to just opt out of those conversations and then you might have their back and just be like, oh yeah, they're just they've just popped out to the loo while we <laughs> while the conversation is headed in this direction. I just thought of an interesting question as you were saying this. Um that that question of is it okay? Um or no, let's take it with the question that was asked. Um, is it okay to try and recommend to my partner how to act around my parents? Essentially, what's being asked there is, can I speak to my partner and say, please be considerate of these expectations that you're Mm. about to come into? And then asking the person who had written this question, what if you were to flip it and say, is it okay to ask my parents to make a bit of space for the way my partner acts? Mm, Interesting. You are you are functionally creating the same flip. Think about that. I didn't even think about that. That's how much that power hierarchy exists in my brain. Which is what I was saying before about the motivation as to why we might ask our partner to change their behavior. Yeah. Is because we don't like the way we're going to feel when our parents are I'm also coming from this assumption that I've just realized, mind blown, is that we don't try and change our parents' expectations no. or behavior. because because no. they're in power. Yeah, And we wow. don't like being in trouble to power. We don't like the disapproval the the tension from how we can manage it from our partner. We're yeah. happy to kind of deal with that there. And that's I'm not saying anyone's bad because of this, but there are power structures that we just buy into. Like well, we grow up with our yeah. parents telling us what to do. It's pretty normal. Yeah. For the culture that we live in. Yeah. Like for sure. And we both were lucky enough to have loving parents mm. that were very present in our lives, Shout which out is to them. not <laughs> thanks, Mum and Dad. <laughs> That was not the case for everyone. So, yeah, again, like just channeling quite a narrow worldview here. And we are in that really lucky position. So I imagine it's the answer to this question may not be that simple if someone has grown up with abusive parents, whether they are still in relationship with parents that are not as loving. Mm. You could, I feel like summing it up by saying it is absolutely okay and good to be honest and vulnerable about what you're going through with your partner. Mm. It is not okay to use the fear around that Mm. to put power on an expectation. And try to manipulate their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like it might be an interesting 
question to put to students when we ask this question in the mm. classroom and we get all the classic responses to then go, okay, let's flip it. Hands up, who would be comfortable asking their parents or their friends and family to make space for the way their partner acts, thinks, mm. you know, speaks, dresses, et cetera? Because I feel like inherent in that question is what power dynamic are you scared of Mm. and playing by the rules of. The way you ask the question is really important. And that's why the way this question has been asked is so great because it does leave space for the responder of the question to answer openly and honestly. Like there is a way to ask this question where there's an outcome in mind. And honestly, a lot of the time when we ask questions like this, like when you ask your partner something, you're asking it with a specific outcome in mind. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking the question like the, is it okay to get my partner to change what they're wearing if I don't like it? If you're asking them to change what they're wearing, it's because you don't like it and it's because you want them to change what they're wearing. So you're kind of expecting an outcome by exactly. asking Exactly. So there's a different way to phrase that question, which empowers your partner Let's say they're uncomfortable with what their partner's wearing because they're meeting their parents. And so for me, it would be like, just so you know, my parents might not be very comfortable with what you're wearing in the hope that then my partner would want to set up a good relationship with my parents and of their own volition want to change. But then uh, now I'm in the space of like, is this manipulation or is it influencing or like... Instantly my mind goes in that situation, I would... The, in an ideal world, if I was the best version of myself, I'd be saying, as a heads up, I know my family, I know there's probably going to be some, might be some comments or some looks from parents, family members about what you're mm. wearing. I, I am fully okay. You look great in what you're wearing, but know that they might give you some looks. Mm. If you're okay managing that, let's go. Let's have a great time. If you're not, and that's going to make you feel really uncomfortable, um, I wanted to give you the heads up now so mm. that you can manage that yourself. Yeah. Um, you might even be able to say, it's going to make me feel really awkward as well when they start making those comments and looks, but in the end, you get to make this choice. So let's let's roll with what you want to do with on this. Nice. In an ideal world. And yeah, obviously, obviously. There's, all, there's all the tensions and we can or can't be great at communicating. So that's kind of an ideal situation. Mm. But hopefully you're saying, I am feeling this way. This is a probable outcome. Here's all the information. So you get to make a choice and I'll roll with that because ultimately it's your body and you get to choose nice, your body, your choice. One of my other favorite catchphrases. Um, I can separate these two out. I have an experience of my partner asking me to change what I was wearing because they didn't like it. They didn't ask me to change what I was wearing though. They just, after years of me wearing a certain pair of track pants, were like, just so you know, they're not my favorite. Like, I don't, I don't think they look great on you. And I was like, I wish you told me sooner, like, just because I like these pants, like, I'm happy to change them. And I actually kind of want to because I want you to find me attractive. So I don't, like, I wish you had told me sooner. And so when this comes up in classrooms, that's kind of in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, I kind of liked it when they said what they liked. Because it wasn't, it wasn't a criticism. It was no. more like, I just like other stuff on you. And I was like, I'm so casual about these trousers. I do not even care. And I think that's a really great highlight of it. In, within your relationship, there might be space for that conversation. Mm. You might have such a Well, this is the hope that people have yeah. these relationships where they can communicate yeah. this stuff and it can be like silly and playful and fun and a little bit stupid and all of that stuff. To give an example, I, I've been on the side of uh, being asked, 
is this okay to wear when a partner was meeting family? Mm -hmm. And my gut reaction was no. The the neckline was quite a bit lower um, than I felt comfortable having around my family. And instantly my brain has gone, obviously, I don't want to be the dude that buys into the stereotypes and goes, no, you got to change your clothes. At the same time as going, oh, no, I feel this really coming up in my body, this panic around how this will be received in my family. That, That happened. And it was... It was weird to feel both things at the same time. Um, and I was able to, I'm grateful for the at the time for the space to say this, to be like, oh man, I'm really feeling this come up. This is what my gut reaction is. However, that's kind of a little bit rubbish as far as I'm concerned. So you do what you want. Let's just send it. Did you talk to your partner about that potentially being received differently in the situation with your family? What I said to them in the end was, I think this is going to be received this way. I don't actually know. Mm. Um, Turns out it wasn't an issue whatsoever. Nice. My brain had come up with a bunch of worst case scenarios Mm. and had assumed that that was going to be the case. Um, And it turns out it wasn't at all. Even you starting to say that anecdote and the way you phrased it, just using that I statement of like, I feel like it's too low instead of saying it's too low is already really empowering to the other person. I feel so differently about my family now than I did when I was 15 or 16. The relationships are different. Expectations are different. My ability to set boundaries around those expectations Mm. are different. You're so dependent on your parents in a way when you're you're 15, 16 that you're not anymore. There are consequences to pushing out of those boundaries that I don't have to face now. Or if I do face them, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that adds another layer of stress onto wanting the partner to... I guess, fit into that or to have a a good relationship in that way. And so I think for me, to wrap this up, it brings it back to that call to action of what is actually going on for you when you are asking, giving recommendations to your partner. Feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Where are they coming? (laughs) What's going on there? Is it actually about the well-being of your partner or is it about you not wanting to feel certain things maybe? Mm. And then being as honest and open as you can with your partner about what's going on and ultimately their body it's their choice um they get to make a call those are the facts and we get to manage that that's how life works yeah so is it a green flag an amber flag or a red flag this is a massive green flag for me i it really brings me a lot of joy the way they've worded this Mm. it's evident that they are aware of the kind of bit icky feeling of making expectations known to your partner and telling them what you want them to do at the same time as recognizing that it is a complex issue. Mm. Um, So good on them for asking this, good on them for writing it in the way that they did. Um, And I hope for anybody listening that's in a similar situation, uh, you're able to connect with the the humanness of that. Give it a good go. Look after each other. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Not an easy one. Relationships can be challenging. Um, They're confusing. But the more you talk, the easier it gets. Get to know your feelings and learn how to communicate them. That will set you up in amazing ways. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please pass it on. Consent education is best when it's open and often. This podcast can be a great jumping off point. It really helps if you give us a rating, leave a review and subscribe. To see more questions that we've answered, you can follow us on Instagram at sticky underscore QS. Sticky Cues is hosted and produced by Tom Duff and Aidy Delaney. Further support from the Tasmanian Sexual Assault Support Service, editing, sound design and original composition by Gareth Dawson, graphic design by Vitago. <laughs>